0: One of the most human capacities is the ability of one person to inspire another person, to energize another person, to set a person alight. That's something only human beings can do. And that capacity to inspire is perhaps best represented in the Avodat Beit HaMikdash, in the service of the Beit HaMikdash, through the lighting of the menorah, where one ignites from a source of energy, one is able to energize seven seven different candles as we light the, the menorah. Intricately, inextricably involved with the lighting of the menorah is the korban katorit, the incense sa- sacrifice that is brought on the Mizbeach Hazahav, which stands in the in Hecha. Uh, as the Torah says in parashat Tetzaveh, chapter thirty, verse seven, "V'hiktira uh, Aharon k'toret samim, and Aaron will bring the incense offering onto that golden mizbeach. "Baboker, baboker." The Torah repeats the word "boker" twice, every morning, every morning. "Beheitivoh et He will bring the incense as he's lighting the candles. Now, what does that mean? As he's lighting the candles, does it mean while lighting the candles or after lighting the candles? On that we have a at the difference of opinion between the Chachomim and Abba Shaul, which is brought in our Gemorra on Amud Amudbet, where the Chachomim say uh, the Ketoret is brought in the middle of lighting the candles. The Gemara learns from Baboker, Baboker, the repetition of this word, boker, that the lighting was carried out in two sessions. Session one, they lit five candles, or prepared the five candles. Then there was an intermission, and then session two, the remaining two candles were lit. During that intermission, the Chachamim say the Ktoret was brought. Abashol says during that intermission, the sprinkling of the blood, the Zrikas Hadam from the Korban Tamid was done, and the Ktoret was brought brought immediately after all seven candles uh, had been prepared for lighting. Uh, we say the 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 order the order of the mishkan is beautifully set out exactly what is done first and second and third and fourth and so on and we recite that order every morning the agenda of the avoda we recite every morning um as it was recorded by Abaya, in the name of the Gomorrah, and the name of abashol so we use abashol's version where the ktoret comes at the very end uh, although the rambam paskins that the halakha was that the ktoret was brought in the middle, after the five candles, before the the remaining two, uh, and that was what happened during the intermission. But the way we recite it uh, in the mornings is 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 the way Abashol mentions it, and the Beis Yosef gives us the reasoning in Simon Mem or Achaim. The Beis Yosef says that it's Meachal Olam Sider Haseder Ali since the we saw the, the 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 tradition has been that since Abaya puts the order together Abashol's way. It's clear that our bio holds that that is the halacha. And so we haven't wanted to change the way we say it in the Siddur, the way we say it in the davening every morning, not to change that. We're very meticulous about not meddling with the, um, the wording and the order and the structure and content of the Siddur, of the, uh, the davening. That has to be, uh, we have to daven the way we've always davened over the thousands of years. Uh, and that includes reciting the order of the Beis Hamikdash, the way Abba Shol says so, even though according to the Rambam the order was a little bit different. What's in- interesting is what this Hatavat Neirot means. Uh, according to the Rambam, Hatavat Neirot means doing everything for the candles, including the lighting. The lighting, but according to the Rashbo, the um, Hatavat Neirot means preparing the candles for lighting, which means emptying out the old wick and the old oil and putting in. Uh, a new wick, and new oil, um, and um, having it all ready to be, to be lit. What's really interesting is that the act of lighting the menorah, as central as it is, as important as it is, and, and it's, it's given such prominence in the Torah, yet the lighting of, of the menorah, the Rambam Paskans in Hilchus Bias HaMikdash, that a zar can, can perform it, which means you don't have to be a Kohen to light the menorah. If a Kohen were to take the menorah out of the Hechal, because uh, us ordinary Jews or not Kohanim can't go into the Hechal, uh, if a Kohen would bring the menorah out of the Hechal to where we're allowed to stand, we, we could be honored. and An ordinary person could be honored with the mitzvah of lighting the, the menorah, and then the menorah would be carried back into the Hechal. But interestingly, although anybody is allowed to light the menorah, not anybody is allowed to prepare the menorah for lighting. That particular avodah, the hatavat nerot, according to the Rashbo, another Rishon name, the hatavat nerot, meaning cleaning out the old oil and wick, and and setting up the new oil and the new wick and preparing it for lighting. That avodah had to be done by a kohen, and it's quite interesting that the cleaning up and the preparation is done by a kohen, but the actual mitzvah of the lighting doesn't have to be done by a kohen; it can be done uh, by anybody. And in order to understand that difference, how I'll tell you a a story that uh, when I was young, in my, in my first meeting with the the Lebavitcher as um, a I had the the chutzpah that only a twenty-something year, year old could have, and I challenged him on, on a couple of things. One of the things I challenged him on was, I said, "You're sending people out around the world to to do kiruv to bring people close to." to Torah and mitzvahs, to bring people close to Hashem. Uh, And some of the people you send out are amazing people and very learned people. And some of the people are not any older than the young people that are trying to be makariv, and and in some cases not even more learned. There are people who are going out who who know very little, uh, and yet they're going out and and being makariv. Don't you think that you should be sending out people who are more qualified? And, and he answered, when there's a fire, you don't look for qualified people. Anybody who can carry a bucket of water should do so and, and put out the fire. And we have a fire of intermarriage at the moment, and anybody who can help has to help. And even more, Chutzpedik, I said to him, uh, but sometimes if it's a, a, a chemical plant that's on fire, you, maybe water isn't the right thing to throw in it. That could make it worse. And so although there is a fire, don't you need some kind of expertise in order to know how to bring people to Torah mitzvahs? And then he explained this piece of, of Chumash to me, and he said, you know, to light the candles, the mitzvahs hadlaka, the mitzvah of, of lighting the candle, is kosher bazar, anybody can do that. Anybody can inspire another human being. Anybody can uplift another human being. Anybody can, can bring another human being closer to, to Hashem, or bring another person closer to Torah mitzvot. That's not, you don't need a, a, a qualification for that. That's just a human capacity you do need to do it the right way. And setting up the method, setting up the template of how to do that has to be done by the Kohen. And the Rambam explains that what a Kohen means is not just somebody who is of, of descent of a Kohen, but a Kohen is somebody whose life is dedicated to the study of Torah and to the service of Hashem. So that in our days, the Kohanim are, are those people, the people who um, who are Gdoli Israel. They need to determine the methodology, how to do that, how to bring people closer to Hashem. Uh, but once that's been set down, once that that's clear, then anybody can do it. And that's really such an important concept altogether. Firstly, that you can't do just anything in the name of Kiruv, in the name of bringing people to Torah. Uh, you could start you know, first saying that the davening will be in English so that people understand it. And then you could say the davening will be shortened so that people don't find it too long. And then you can say we'll have Shabbos davening on Sunday instead of on Shabbat so that people can get there and people can come. And you'll end up doing anything. That's, that's reformation. Uh, the method of being kiru, of being Mecharev, that's set down by Halakha, that's set down by the Gedole Yisrael. Once the method is set down, other people can do it. You've got to. It's got to be authentic. What we're attracting people to has to be authentic. So to provide entertainment in order to attract people, and the entertainment is not the entertainment that one should have at a Torah occasion. That's not valid. A valid form of kiruv. Even some of the things that are being done, even within Chabad itself, I wonder whether the Lubavitcher Rebbe would have been so happy about. It's fine to. Offer pe- thing, people something to eat when they come to Shul. Uh, offer them Melechayim. All of that is, is fine and something that he did encourage, would encourage. But when it gets to levels of drunkenness in Shul, and it's in the name of being Makariv, of giving people a good time at Shul so that they come, that they come back, that's against the halacha. That's not the Kiriv we're talking about. And, and so he explained to me, uh, the, uh, the method is set down, how to do it is laid down, and people are trained in that. But once they've got that, They don't need any further qualification. Just using their humanity, the ability to connect with other people is enough to give them the, uh, uh, the capacity to be able to inspire people. And one sees that that's exactly the, the, the system that he set up. He created almost a, a franchise system where young people are sent out all over the world, but they have a handbook. They've been given some kind of training in how to go about it, how you approach people, how you connect with people, what you teach them first, what you teach them later, how you bring them into an atmosphere of, of Jewishness and how you bring them into ultimately into the keeping of Torah Mitzvah. There is a step-by-step process uh, which is followed. Then each individual does it his own way, or her own way, because the women are incredibly impactful in that area too. Uh, and then they're just using their own human capacity to be able to inspire. But that is the the lighting of the menorah. Preparing it has to be done by by the experts in halacha, but carrying it out can be done by, by every person. This lighting of the menorah, which is intertwined into the other avodot, particularly intertwined between the two, uh, Mizbechot, we've got the, the big Mizbech, uh, Mizbech Hanachoshet, which is the altar on which all the sacrifices were, were brought, and we've got the Mizbech uh, Hazahav, which is the altar on which the Ktoret, the incense offering, was brought. And the Kleiach at the end of Parashas Tetzaveh, talks about how the big altar, the big Mizbech, represents physical life. Animals were brought on it, the blood is sprinkled on it. And the Mizbeach HaZahav represents the subtlety and the refinement of spiritual life. It's about fragrance, it's about spices, it's, it's about the smell, it's, it's something very spiritual. There's nothing physical about that, that particular offering. And threaded between these two acts of service is the, is the menorah, because the act of inspiration, bringing energy to the world, bringing light to the world, requires both forms of sacrifice. It requires physical sacrifice, and it requires spiritual sacrifice. One has to be able to give of one's resources, of one's energy, of one's, of one's strength in every way. And one also has to be able to give of one's intellect, of one's mind, of one's feelings, one's emotions, and one's empathy. And together that, the korban, Mizbeach Nechoshet the and the Mizbeach HaZahav, the big physical altar on which all the the, the animal sacrifices were brought, the food was brought, and the Mizbah hazarav in which the incense was brought represents the human bring, being who brings light into the world through preparing the lights and through and through lighting them first the five and then the two to create a, a, a an atmosphere of light and a representation of the presence of the Shekhinah in the Beit Hamikdash.